Welcome to the Glory Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening. Our mission is to declare God's glory. Please visit glorychurchkc.com to hear all of our other messages. Well, my name is Dalton Bradley. Um, I'm going to move this back. I am the, uh, you know, please no applause. I am the... uh, (laughs) I am the youth and small groups uh, director here. Uh, my wife Lexi and I, my beautiful wife Lexi and I, have been a part of Glory Church since 2020, um, shortly before the launch. Uh, and we've been a part of many different things here. So right now we get to lead the youth group with Stefan and, and Kaylee and Kendall, and they're getting call outs today. Um, so we get to lead that youth group. I've gotten to be a part of kids ministry and a, and a lot of other beautiful things. Um, and one of the hardest jobs for me is when Greg needs a break from preaching. <laughs> That's one of the hardest things. And so he'll, he'll come to staff meeting and he'll look at everyone and he'll say, who wants to preach this session? Or who wants to preach over this, these next things? And my heart is like, ooh, ooh, that, that's a hard thing. But I was, I was listening to a worship song this morning and I love it. It says, how can I be silent? How can I be quiet when you've done so much? And when opportunity is presented, for for not all of us, it's not preaching. (laughs) Sometimes I wish it it wasn't me. But how can I be silent? How can I be quiet with what you're doing? Today we're diving into a really, really cool passage that uh, I had never really read through like that, that closely. And it's about a woman with a hunchback. And Greg introduced it, and I was like, there's a woman with a hunchback in the Bible? I was like, how did I, how many times have I read the Gospels? And I cannot remember this. But as I was reading it, I was so overwhelmed with the story and what what Jesus was doing. And there was a question that came to my head that I want us to sit in today. Throughout our week, I want us to think about it. And it's a question that admits that I need help that I need change, that, that I need transformation. God, I need you to use me daily. And the question is, am I missing the point? Am I missing the point? When I was a teenager, uh, my, my favorite day was Saturday. I'm going to be honest. It wasn't church day. My favorite day was Saturday because you, you have school during the weekdays. Uh, my teenagers in here. Um, can attest to that. I would have school during the weekdays, and on Sunday we would have church. And I went to Baptist church, so I didn't I didn't leave, and then it was over. We came back, uh, and, and there was another thing. And so I really enjoyed my Saturdays because I get to just wake up and plan out whatever I want to do. Okay, this is my day. But on many Saturdays, I would get a fateful question from my mother. She would come up to me and she'd say, "Dalton, do you want to go shopping? Would you want to go shopping with me?" And these are not even exciting places to shop. Her, can you guess what her two favorite places to shop were? It's for clothes. Kohl's and JCPenney's. Kohl's and JCPenney's. How excited do you think I was to go to these places? Not. And I was looking back and I was thinking about, okay, sometimes I said no. Sometimes I worked up the courage to be like, mom, I can't do it today. I don't have the capacity to do this today. Um, but sometimes I would go but when I was there, I would just kind of walk around or I would text and I would, I would look for ways that I could make the rest of my Saturday like fit into my plans. 
And what I was thinking about that hurt my heart this week is that my mom just wanted to spend time with me. She just wanted to get to know me. She just wanted to see my heart. And when I look back, I wasted so much of that time hoping for something that I could have had that was better. I was missing the point. And I wonder how many of us today, God is, has that same message. I want to know you. I want to come close to you. I want to grow you. But many of us are missing the point. Can we just take a second and pray together? And, and, and I challenge you, pray that God would open up his word today. And that you leave here looking for change. Because we cannot live the Christian life without changing. We're continually moving forward. Lord, I thank you for this morning again. God, challenge our hearts. Any other voices in the room, anything else going on, would you quiet it? Because God, because God, it might not be the same thing for everyone, but you have something specific that you want for each of us. You have ways to grow. You have ways for us to move. And Lord, we need you. I cannot grow without you. So open that up today. Let today be the, be, be the beginning of something beautiful. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We're going to be in Luke, uh, Luke chapter 13. If you want to turn there, they'll, they'll also have it on the screen. Uh, Luke chapter 13, verse 10. And it says, now he, and this he is Jesus. Now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And for those of us that are still remembering what the Sabbath was, that was like their, their holy day, their off day, their day of rest. He was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit for 18 years. It's a long time. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called, over her, called her over and said to her, woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and she glorified God. I'm about to move this over because how many of you have had uh, back problems before? Yes. Many of us, it's mostly it's the men. We're all getting old. We're all getting old, huh? Fight night, yeah. We're all just, we're all just going to look like this. Uh, so I have had back problems before, and it's made me think of this. Uh, I, so I have, like, some muscle in my lower back um, that will just get strained, and I haven't hurt it in a while, thankfully. But it was, like, two or three years ago that I last heard it, and you want to guess how I heard it? Nothing cool. It was bowling. I hurt my back bowling. <laughs> so I, I, huh? It's cool? Yeah, but not some, something that you would like hurt yourself doing. So I got in my head, like a, we went bowling and I was like really excited because I figured out if I held on to the ball just like a little bit longer, I could throw it straighter. And so I found out that like everything was going this way and I was like, oh, if I just hold it on, not knowing I was putting weight out in front of myself that was like stressing my lower back muscle. And I bowled one time and I pulled it. And whenever I pull it, I know that I'm gonna be out for like two to three days. I'm like hunched over just like this. I can't get straight. And the only way that I can find relief, and so Lexi would make fun of me, but the only way that I can find relief, thankfully, is I will get down slowly like this. And then just like go. <sighs> and as soon as I'm down on the ground like this, I'm pain free. And so I knew that after two or three days that this would be over. But I want you to think about this woman 
who had no relief. For 18 years, there's no laying down. There's no help. And I, and I picture her as, as she's staggered over. She's consistently looking at the ground. Some of the most beautiful parts in life, you guys ever been on a date where you go and look at the stars? Some of us. Or when we pray, a lot of times we look up and we think of the heavens. Everything about this woman pointed her to the ground. And I can only imagine that as she's looking down, she sees the dirt and she begins to believe, am I anything more than this? I am broken. Now, we have some people that are in here today that have been broken recently. And me and Greg, we're, we're calling for it to stop. We're like, we need a break from people being broken. And there, and there are people here today. And I thank God for that. Think about this woman. She walks into the synagogue looking for healing, looking for something, looking for God. And she needs help. And she has the physical on display. But I want to point you to something in here that's even worse. It says in verse 11, And behold, there was a woman who had had a disabling spirit. For her, it wasn't simply physical. She was bound by the enemy. And so as she walks into the synagogue looking for healing, she's, she's okay with showing her physical, but she also has to be okay showing her spiritual issues. To walk around is to show people that I don't have ownership of myself. I've been conquered by the enemy and I'm weak. Question in your heart today Many of us are willing to walk into a room and, and be vulnerable with our outward condition, but are you vulnerable with the inward? Because to find healing, she had to do this, but many of us are not okay with showing the inward. Some of us go to small group, and, and it's cool to be there, and we want to experience it, but it's so hard to be vulnerable. But the Lord says, share it. Show it. Let people know it. Because in your brokenness, you challenge other people to change as well. So many good things from doing this. You can put 2 Corinthians 12, 9 up there. It made me think of this verse. It says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power, this is God saying this. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Do we believe that today? This woman had to believe that. I wrote down that I know that, and you can write this down too, I know that his power is made perfect. This is what many of us believe. But often believe my power is enough to satisfy. I know that his power is made perfect in weakness. But I often believe my power is enough to satisfy. I put in here that this woman was lucky that these things were on display. Because Jesus takes one look at her and says, ah, they need change. They need transformation. But for the many of the people that were hiding what they needed, for many of them, they didn't get it. They didn't get change because they had hidden it. And it made me think of the Apostle Paul, but, but not Apostle Paul before when he was Saul. See, Saul grew up with all of the things, right? He has all the things we have in America, all of the like, position, all of the, all of the money, all of the fame. Everybody looks to him, and he's become content with that. He's like, I'm fine. But then these believers start coming in and, and they start bringing like real change to people, but it doesn't fit his agenda. And so he gets angry and he begins to persecute. And one day he walks down a road and the Lord realizes that he needs to blind him. I wrote down that the Apostle Paul had to be blinded to see clearly. The Apostle had, Paul had to be blinded to see clearly. What will it take for us in this room to be, be, to be vulnerable, 
to admit that we need change. Many of us walk around in our day-to-day thinking that we're just okay. Paul said, I die daily. Is I died on that road, and since then I've died every day to who I was, and I've become something new. If you want healing, if you want change, if you want to look different, you have to be vulnerable. But we're going to play a game because it's not just about being vulnerable. And this game's not really not that fun, but we're going to play it. And, and it's a game called Was It Enough? Was It Enough? And, and the premise of this game is, was it enough to heal her? And you guys can answer yes or no, like, out loud. Okay. To enter into the synagogue, was it enough to heal her? No. To be humble around people that were greater than her, in and of itself, was it enough to heal her? No. To show up day after day consistently into the synagogue, was it enough to heal her? No. To hear the word, to hear the scriptures being read aloud, was it enough to heal her? Only Jesus Christ. She spent 18 years around the people of God or, or religion or the things of God, but it was not until she met Jesus Christ that she found healing. Do we believe that today? That we need to find Jesus. Now we're going to, this is the even worse part, we're going to put ourselves into it. And we're going to say, is it enough for me? If you desire change today, if you desire to move forward, let's play, is it enough? Is it enough to be present at church? No. Is it enough to enjoy the worship set? No. I enjoyed it this morning. Thank you, guys. Is it enough to join a small group? No, these are all good steps. It's not enough to experience change. Is it enough to make friends that are believers? No, that's great, and I want you to have friends that are believers, but it's not enough for change. Is it enough to start serving in an area of the church? No. Is it enough to be given a leadership role at the church? No, that doesn't bring change. Is it enough to have ministry be your full-time job? No. And if we have been living out our lives, some of us won't say that out loud, but some of us have been living like just going to church and being a part will change us. It is not until you meet Jesus Christ. It is not until you pursue Jesus Christ that you find change. And simply all of these things, they're all good. I'm not saying they're not good, but they are to be an outflow of what Jesus is already doing in you. Psalm 119, 105, he's going to put it up, says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I love this verse. But I wrote down, I know that the Lord's word is a lamp, but I often only rely on the lamps that are lit around me. How many of us have been walking with our lamp not lit and felt like that's enough? Felt like because we can see Jesus working in other people that that's enough. Or do we say, God, I need you? My next note was read your Bible and pray in my notes. Some of us will ask the question, God, why, why do I not feel connected to you? Like you talked about last week when we haven't read our Bible. I'm getting real Baptist here. But you have to read his word. You have to know him. You cannot search for him simply in outside things. You have to get to know him, the real him, if you want change. This woman found change. She got it. But that wasn't the end of the story. 
because there were reactions to her change. There were reactions to her transformation, and we're going to read it. It says in verse 14, this is just continued on in Luke, it says, but the ruler of the synagogue, oh, that word but, is indignant, and that means angry. He's fed up because Jesus had healed. Can we just stop? He is indignant because Jesus had healed. What? Had healed, but on the Sabbath. And he said to the people, there are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed and not on the Sabbath day. And can we look through his lens? He's become so bitter and, and, and not understanding of who God is that he's been raised in knowing about God, but when he sees real change, it challenges him. When he sees real transformation, it even makes him angry because it didn't go along to his plan. It didn't go along to his timeline. He was taught something that hurt him. And it was that he could follow religion enough to know God. And then he failed to experience him. It made me think of my college. So some of you know, but I went to a very conservative college. And we had lots of rules and lots of regulations. And if you ask anybody in here what it's like to follow rules, I followed a lot of rules in my day. But this college was also on the beach. And I love the beach. And we talked about Saturdays. And so me and my buddies on Saturdays, we would, we would leave real early in the morning, and we'd go to the beach, and we'd play sand volleyball, we'd go to spike ball, we'd go to sand volleyball, we'd go to spike ball, and we'd go back and forth, go to the gas station, and get, that's my perfect day. Just, just playing sports in the sun all day. I love doing it. Hmm. But I struggled to worship God in it. They had this rule uh, at the college that, that on Sundays you weren't allowed to go to the beach. Isn't that weird? So we would wake up and we would have Sunday school and then we'd have morning service. We had two services in the morning and then at night we would have another service. And so I think that they thought that you couldn't like go after the morning service and then be back because you were like required to be at these things. And it shifted my mind to where I thought that the beach was something outside of God. And that church was the only way that I could find relationship. And I look back, because now I get to experience it, but it was so sad. Because when I go to the beach today, the very sand is talked about in his word. The power of the waves shows his power. The sun and the beauty and all these things point to my creator. And in that I worship. Are you worshiping today? Are you worshiping? And everything that you do, you see, this Pharisee was unable to worship because he cared more about his religion than what God wanted to do. Do I care more about my religion and looking good than worshiping? Romans 12, 2, and this is in the KJV because I like it. I like the wording. But it says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Do not look like the world change so that your life would point to something better. Do you want your life to point to something better today? Then you better worship. Do the people around you see you worshiping? 
I wrote, I know the will of God is perfect, but I often only worship when my plan is completed. I know his will is perfect, but often I only worship when my plan is completed. Well, I worship even when it doesn't look the way I thought it would. Even when it doesn't look the way I expected, even when it seems detrimental to me. Like I'm losing time, I'm losing, losing sleep, I got anxiety, God, but I will worship because you're moving. And I trust that your work is greater than I could ever do. Lord, I need that. I wrote, do your kids see you worship when your finances are failing? Do they see you worship knowing that money is not what holds you? Do your kids see you worship? Do your friends see you worship when you don't have a husband or wife yet? Do your friends know that your love for God overcomes any husband, any spouse could ever be? Is he enough for you? Will you worship? Will you still worship when you feel unseen by your friends? When you feel alone, will you say, God, I need you, and you will provide for me? Will you worship when you see the people around you succeeding in their jobs, but you feel stagnant? Say, it's not about me, God. I want to see you work in greater ways than my job ever could. Do we worship today? Because this woman found healing and began to worship. But if she stopped at worship, and I don't know the rest of her story, but if she stopped at worship, she missed the most beautiful part. And don't miss this. We have to read the end. It says Luke chapter 10, verses 15 through 17. He's going to put it up. It says, then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, and he's talking to this Pharisee, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? You'll take care of this animal. You'll do everything you can for your animal. And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, she's been in pain, be loosed from this bond on this Sabbath day? As he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame. Amen. And all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. Do not miss this parallel. Because he says, Pharisee, on the Sabbath day, you will gladly take your animals and take them to water. You'll gladly do it. And why? Because he needs those animals. To sustain his plan, to sustain his life, the way that that he's living his life, the way he wants to. He'll take his animals, even though it's a kind of work, he says it's okay, because it's what I need. But he sees Jesus take a woman and bring her to water, and he gets upset. Many of us will water the things in our life that, that we desire, that we need to fulfill our plan, but we'll miss out on watering the people around us. There's people around you that need water. There's believers around you that need life change and they need somebody to speak. But you've been too convinced that you have to water the things that you have first before you water the people around you. We have to bring them to water. And some of you will say, Dalton, I'm still in the need healing stage. Can I tell you, I am too. All of us are. Paul said, I die daily. The Bible says from glory to glory, there is no part where you're perfect. I need change every day. But a part of that change is telling other people about what God's already done, about what he's doing. And even if I don't feel it for me, I know that he's done it for other people in my life. I know that his word tells a story that he is good, that he is great, that he is worthy talking about. I was so convicted by this. Am I bringing the people around me to water or do I only water the things that are necessary for my life to look good? 
Luke 12, 33 through 34 says, sell your possessions and give to the needy. Woo! <laughs> sell your, and it's not, just, it's not just like money. Sell your time. Sell your desires. Sell your dreams. Sell the things you've longed for. Sell the things that you wake up thinking about and say, God, I want more. I want what you have. And give to the needy. Sometimes giving up your dreams, sometimes giving up your money is what other people need to see Jesus. And he says, I'm going to restore. Don't you worry. We read about this in the verse. It says, provide yourselves with money bags. Do you know all of you sit with money bags if you'll take them? Provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old. Your plants, they will only sustain you until death. God said, in me, there is no death. There is only life. And I only have abundance for you if you will take it. It says, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, no moth destroys, nothing can take it from you. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where is your heart? Have we been missing the point? Have I felt like I need to change to a certain amount before I can start telling people about God? Can I tell you, if you're in here today and you just started, if you just, like, were saved the other day, you're just like, okay, like, Jesus, I'm yours, you are qualified to tell other people about God. You are immensely qualified because of what he's just done in you and what you're excited about. You need nothing else. I wrote down, and this is where it gets good. Hopefully our perspective changes. It says, I know that giving usually means I have less, but I believe now that my sacrifice brings far greater reward. Do we believe it today? I know that giving usually means I have less, but I believe now that my sacrifice brings far greater reward. I was a camp counselor, and that's why I I learned there that I love working with teenagers. Uh, We have some awesome teenagers and, and some awesome parents that have raised some really good teenagers here. And I'm very excited about leading them. When I was a camp counselor, I was like kind of fresh into trying to figure out what it looks like to even follow God. And I was like, I want to like lead these kids, but I'm also trying to grow myself. And sometimes I felt overwhelmed by it. And I remember the first time all of the guys' cabins, all of these strong, like awesome men around me, like men of God that I respected so much had their own cabins that I had mine. And when we would meet up, we would wake up before any campers woke up at like 5 or 6 a.m. when it was like still dark out, and we would meet at a picnic table. And I would see these grown, strong men just break and cry and pray because they longed for their campers to know Jesus. Because they longed to see change. They only had a week. We knew we only had a week to make a difference, to speak enough God. And they were broken. And I saw these men that I respected so much down on their knees saying, guys, I need help. God, I need help. God, I need you to work. God, I need you to move. And can I say we saw God move. We saw, saw God change things. I saw kids that came into my cabin that, that had completely different worldviews, completely different perspectives, and they received Jesus Christ. And they went home, and some of them still send me Instagram DMs after my stories talking to me about the Bible. Nothing is better than that. Nothing will fill me more than that. Nothing filled those other men around me more than that. Will you allow it to fill you instead of your plans, instead of our dreams? Or will we miss the point?
Father, I thank you for this morning. And band, you can come up. God, I pray that as I was speaking or, or even now, Lord, that you have a word for each of us. There are things that you want to take in our hearts and mold. There are things that you want to grow. There are things that you want to do. Some of us, like the woman at first, needed healing, needed change. Actually, all of us need change. Lord, would you point to it? Would you point out the sin struggles? Would you point out the, the different areas of our life that we need victory, that we need repentance? And God, will we pursue that today and say, I will not live in that, let that live in my life. I will stamp it out today with your help, Jesus. Some of us need to worship today. Some of us need to forget our plans, forget what we have going on later today and say, God, how can I worship you and what I'm doing? What does it look like? What does it look like for me to laugh today? What does it look like for me to see you in everything today? And I believe for all of us today, God, you're calling us to water. Lord, the people need water. God, I have friends that need water. I have family members that need water. God, do not let us forget this week of the need. Fill our hearts with it. Convict our lives. Because God, help us to believe today that there's nothing more beautiful than your victory. There's nothing more beautiful than a transformation, than a life change. Break us today for the people around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Glory Podcast. For more information about this message or Glory Church, please visit glorychurchkc.com.